0: Like football baby. <laughs> What's up, people? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It's right, it's Thursday. It's not seven PM Eastern time. It's technically six forty-five Eastern time. Had to record just a little bit earlier today. Have a hard out here in about 30 minutes, but still here to get you set for week eight with my starts and sits Some players that I'm looking to plug in my lineup or avoid this week by NATO's behind us. So we only got two teams on by this week. We got the Raiders and the Ravens both on by. So still some guys that are important that won't be available to us this Sunday. But nonetheless, we move on. We're halfway through the fantasy football regular season and uh, ready to make those playoff pushes. So appreciate checking out today's show. Of course, if you're checking us out live on YouTube, get your questions in the chat. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube live every week. Get those questions in, get those answered, but appreciate checking out the show. Nonetheless, of course, tons of great content here on the Smackdown Network. Uh, Not just the Fantasy Football Smackdown, but the Warzone guys are keeping it going. We got some DFS content, the fabulous Big Batman. Every single week, we've been dropping great shows. So rate and review the show, show some love, hit that like button, subscribe on YouTube. And uh, let's just dive into this thing, man. So uh, start of the week for me at quarterback. Uh, I'm going with Jameis Winston. I know he had a tough week as far as touchdowns. Only had the one against the Seahawks on Monday night. He's been running up. He's been running pretty well. Uh, Oh, we got Ace in the chat. What up, player? What up? Uh, Good to have you, bro. (laughs) James Winston's my start of the week at QB. He's just outside the top 12 for me. He's QB 13, but he's still a start. He gets Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has given up the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the year. But before Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields over the last two weeks, obviously we got some rushing quarterbacks, if you can put Justin Fields in that category. But all the other the previous quarterbacks all had at least 275 passing yards and at least two passing touchdowns. I think Jameis can get to get you to that this week. He was my top waiver wire option of the week, was at 50% ownership on Tuesday. And I'm playing him over all the streamers. Uh, so get him in your lineup. I'm playing him over Aaron Rodgers tonight as well. So you guys listen on the podcast, you know, you know whether I'm right or wrong there. But uh, I'm gonna try to uh I'm gonna try to get Jameis in my lineup where I can. And if you picked up a guy to stream and Jameis is still available, you go Adam, right? If you had Matt Ryan maybe last week left over coming off an okay week, I go grab Jameis. Um, Jameis for me is a two week play, not only this week against the Bucs at home, but then against the Falcons at home in week nine. So I really like what's shaping up for Jameis Winston here as uh, the Saints are coming back, you know, uh, off their by a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're going to hopefully get some more players healthy. You had Smith, trick on Smith back at the wide receiver position. Uh, seem to be getting a little bit healthier there, and they added Mark Ingram uh, to this backfield as well this week. So looking up for Jameis. Uh, my sit of the week this week, there are the quarterbacks I like a lot of the matchups this week. So I don't really think there's too many guys you need to steer clear of. Uh, if you're watching live, I would try to avoid in Rodgers if I can, uh, but I'd really only play Jameis over him. Most of the other streamers I, I try to avoid. Um, maybe Kirk Cousins, if he was dropped off his bye week, he has a great matchup. He's somebody I really like this week as well. Uh, but really, I, my sit of the week, this is mainly for you streamers out there. I do not want to play Sam Darnold at Atlanta. Uh, the dude has been really bad as of late, has no more than 15 fantasy points in the last three games, was obviously benched just a week ago for PJ Walker. And I'm also trying to steer clear of Taylor Heineke. Uh, he is somebody that has a really tough matchup. Uh, I know he you know he disappointed us against Kansas City a decent game against the Packers last week, but gets Denver on the road this week. And I just, he's not a top 20 guy for me. So I'm going to try to steer clear of those two guys. So Sam Darnold and uh, Taylor Heineke are two guys I'm trying to avoid. They're out, you know, they're pretty much outside the top 15 of consensus. But if you're streaming, if you had Lamar uh, or you had Derek Carr as your starter, uh, you can go probably find better, better options. As, as an example, Uh, Daniel Jones is only 36% owned. He gets Kansas city on Monday night football. Uh, Trevor Lawrence again at Seattle, but coming off that buy, he's forty four percent on. Jameis Winston is only forty four percent on people. Uh, his ownership actually dropped last week. I know he had a disappointing game uh, as far as the passing touchdowns weren't there, but uh, still had eighteen fantasy points. The dude's been running a little bit too. So, um, man, can't believe Jameis is that available. All right, uh, running back start of the week for me this week is the Chiefs running back Daryl Williams filling in still for Clyde Edwards-Elair. He's going to be playing on Monday night against the Giants. The Giants are coming off a good week. Uh, they held Chubb Hubbard in check, only seven fantasy points and half PPR uh, in that showdown like with Carolina last week. Obviously, that, that offense was pretty much sputtering from start to finish. But before that, they had given up 12-plus fantasy points to at least one running back in every single game. I think Williams is a top-20 option this week pretty easily. Uh, and I'd go ahead and roll him over a lot of the backup running backs we've picked up. The only guy that I might start over him is... Um, is Herbert for the Bears. But beyond that, I play him over Hubbard. I played him over Elijah Mitchell this week. I know he's coming off a big game. I play him over both Arizona running backs tonight. I play him over both Philly fill-in running backs as well with Miles Sanders out. So, uh, And then sit of the week, uh, I'm, I'm going to double up here. I'm going to go with both Denver running backs. They're splitting timeshare right in half. Uh, and they have a tough matchup this week against the Washington football team. Washington hasn't given up more than 71 rushing yards on the ground this season. And they've only given up four rushing touchdowns this season as well. On the year, they're in, they're they're not great when you look at the overall numbers, but a lot of that production has come in the passing game. I believe that Cordell Patterson had three receiving touchdowns against them. So that's gonna be that's gonna definitely boost their numbers up. I don't really see either of these guys being overly involved in the passing game, so I try to avoid them. Uh, we got before we get to the wide receivers and the tight ends, got questions coming in. JAC, appreciate you, bro. Thanks for tuning in once again. Should I trade Herbert? Inkerl Daryl Patterson for Zeke and Tannehill. I've been starting Hertz, so I don't mind selling high on Patterson. Patterson's been a monster, man. Um, I've really, he's, for me, I was talking uh, with some people today on this. I think you make the argument that he could be the fancy MVP. He was free, which obviously makes his value extreme, you know, to acquire fairly low. So as far as most valuable Patterson, has been awesome. Uh, believe what you want. Arthur Smith said last week that, the fact that Patterson got more work than Mike Davis was just because they had they didn't have as many carries to go around. I'm kind of calling BS on that. I think Patterson has shown that he is the guy. Um, but if you're feeling good about starting Jalen Hurts, who I believe is the only quarterback to be top 12 every single week, uh, this week he's definitely been really solid. Um, I have no problem taking the backup quarterback downgrade from Herbert uh, to Tannehill to upgrade, in my opinion, from Patterson to Zeke. Uh, Now, Patterson to Zeke isn't as far away as we once thought, uh, but I still think that Zeke coming off the bye here he's just going to continue to be a monster. He's been top five per game uh, this season. Yes, uh, we've seen Tony Pollard get some run, but actually, as a Cowboys fan, I think that's actually made Zeke a little bit more fresh. They're still using him on the goal line, big-time situations. He's featured. So that is an upgrade for me, uh, for Patterson to Zeke, for sure. And if you have Jalen Hurts, um, you're just uh, and you're starting him every week, then yeah, backup quarterback isn't that big a deal. So as long as this is a redraft, um, as long as this is a redraft, then I don't have any problems selling Jalen Hurts uh, or selling uh, Justin Herbert for you. Uh, I was taking a quick look at the bye week for you too. Philadelphia, I know, has a late bye, I believe week 14. Yes, they do. Uh, and then Ryan Tannehill and the Titans is week 13. So it lines up real nice for you. So Tannehill would actually be playing Jacksonville on Hurts's bye. So I think that's a good move. I like the running back upgrade. Anytime I can leverage having a good backup quarterback and try to uh, boost me somewhere else and my at wide receiver running back, I think you do it. So I like that. If you can do it, man, pull it off. Go get it. Appreciate the question. Uh, again, if you're missing out, if you're listening on the on the podcast, uh, you need to be checking out the YouTube show, uh, whether it's this show live 7 p.m. Eastern time most weeks, uh, a little early this week, but 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. Uh, take your questions here. Usually Dallas is with me uh, from time to time as well. He couldn't make it tonight, but... Uh, Again, if you're not listening on YouTube on Thursday night, you need to be. So if you're listening on the podcast, come hang out for a bit. Uh, Also, most of the time, you're going to have Sunday school with Memphis. I know uh, him and Jesse have been doing a great job there Sunday mornings. Uh, So that's another live show opportunity to come hang out. And then, of course, last but not least, I mentioned this every single week, waiver Wire, Sniping, YouTube only. Here on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, Uh, that's a YouTube only show. So if you want the jump, on your league mates, the guys that you should stash for free at a kickoff. If you want that info, you got to be checking out on the YouTube channel. It's not going to be on the podcast feed. So uh, if you're not already, be sure to check out YouTube um, throughout the entire week, but especially for those content points as well. Live shows are great. We love hearing from you guys. And, of course, YouTube-only content there with waiver wire sniping. All right. Start of the week at wide receiver. He should be back fresh off of IR. They held him out last week. Uh, but I'm going with Jerry Judy. Uh, this is a guy that has missed some time, uh, but he should be back in the lineup this week. He, rumor was that he could have gone last week, but they wanted to get a, a full week of practice in. He's had that. They kind of extended by week with Denver playing on uh, Thursday night. He's going up against one of the most pristine matches for wide receivers, Washington. Uh, the Washington football team has given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers on the year, and they've given up 11 or 11 and a half or more in half PPR scoring. 11 and a half or more to 13 wide receivers in seven games. They're they've just been a sieve as, as good as they've been against the running backs. Like I mentioned by sitting those Denver running backs, I'm going to start Jerry Judy this week. Uh, He's inside my top 30. I'm plugging him in there. Um, And uh, feel good about getting this guy back in your lineup. So definitely good stuff there. Uh, We got another question here before we get into the sit at wide receiver, Tyler saying drop Mike Davis or Devontae Freeman. Um, I'm going to drop Freeman. Uh, I know he's found the end zone back-to-back weeks. It's re- he's real. I think Latavius Murray, uh, them sitting him last week was probably a smart move from the standpoint that they were heading into a bye week. They could give him two weeks off, and I think he's, he's the main running back there. I, I do think Freeman's kind of the second guy, but I don't think he's truly like a handcuff that just walks into production uh, if Murray was out. We kind of got a glimpse at it last week. We got bailed out by that touchdown, but beyond that, he was really uninvolved in the offense. They continue to use Le'Veon Bell a little bit too. And and obviously Lamar is just the focal point. So yeah, the game skip wasn't great as far as getting rush attempts for Freeman, but I just really don't trust that him very much. Um, I do think Latavius is the guy there as much as I don't like Mike Davis. uh, I'm still going to go ahead and hold on to, on to Davis, Uh, especially this week. um, You know, if you drop Freeman and you have an open roster spot, you can go get him next week. He's obviously on buy. So he's not going to do anything to kind of spark anybody's interest probably be off people's radar a little bit. Davis, I, I would try to hold on to just to see um, if this doesn't pan out. I'm I haven't been a believer from the beginning there, but uh, I, that's the route I would go. So uh, yeah. And you have a little follow up comment uh, that you were leading Freeman as well. Davis has looked ugly out there. He has, man. It's been rough. Um, it's just one of those things, man. I think w- w- the big takeaway overall is just when we see these situations come up in the future, we need to remember these types of things, right? Davis has been a journeyman running back flashed last year in Carolina, uh, given those opportunities. And that was great. You know, and I went to Atlanta, it was this kind of a landing spot that a lot of us, including myself all offseason, was like, who are they going to add? Who are they going to add? Who are they going to add? And that was it. It was Mike Davis. That was it. That was the list. They didn't even draft anybody. Um, you know, they, they added Cordell Patterson, I guess, which should have got a little bit more pub than it did. Uh, but I think in that situation where you had to draft Davis, uh this year on in in august was just too damn high and uh, unfortunately just didn't pan out here for for davis so uh, i'd still hold on to him for you know as far as roster but i think if you drop him someone's going to pick him right up uh that's usually the litmus test for me as well uh if i drop this guy is he going to be hanging out on waivers if i you know later or is he going to be like an auto pickup i think if you put davis out there as bad as he's been he's still going to be a pickup i think if you put freeman out there probably going to hang out so Appreciate it though. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate you tuning in to the show again. Keep these questions coming. I uh, got a few more start sits for you guys here. Uh, let's take a look at this here sit of the week at wide receiver. I'm going to go with Devonta Smith. Uh, I know he's been uh, he's he's been okay, uh, and I, I'm impressed with him as a as a, as a rookie prospect for Dynasty. I'm trying to take advantage of this. Now, obviously, he was like a first round. He was a first round rookie pick. His first round NFL draft pick. So that capital is going to hold. Um, for a bit, people aren't gonna be bailing on him as quickly as somebody, maybe like Elijah Moore, as an example, um, speaking of check out Dallas's, uh, rookie report, uh, that dropped earlier this week on the podcast feed. If you missed it, it's great. Listen, Dallas has been awesome on this show and providing good information, uh, on that, on that rookie report as well, and the rookie rundown throughout the season and off season. But, um, for me, Devonta Smith redraft wise is somebody that it, it's really tough to trust. Jalen Hurts's passing production has obviously been fairly poor, which, doesn't matter for fantasy. The dude's running all over the place, scoring points in garbage time. His fourth to- fourth quarter fantasy production's off the charts. Uh, but for me, just not enough targets for Smith. Uh, and even though he does get Detroit this week, Fantasy Pros consensus has him at wide receiver twenty four, and I just don't like him there as a wide receiver too. i I'd try to get away from him if I could. Um, you know, Jerry Judy is somebody that's ten spots lower. Um, I'd go ahead and try to put him in this week as well. Marvin Jones is another guy that I really like. Chase Claypool is ranked behind him, so. I don't think he's an auto-sit if you're in a deeper league. Obviously, the matchup's great. They should be putting up points on the Lions, but uh, that volume just hasn't been there for what you'd expect as a true wide receiver one. He is the number one target in that offense. He's just not seeing enough. Um, So hopefully they get it turned around there, but I'm going to try to go ahead and sit Devonta Smith if I can. Start of the week at tight end, everyone's favorite part of the show. Uh, And and this one is difficult because, as always, there's about – Eight guys you like. And other than that, uh, you're you're just rolling. Uh, I'm going to give you guys two. I am going to start Tunyon tonight. Again, hi- hindsight's undefeated on the podcast. You guys know how I feel about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see if that one pans out. I think going up against Arizona, lack of targets around him, I'd start him tonight. So if you're if you're on the fence, I'm going to just plug and play. Uh, also play Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to give you guys a few here. Gronk would be another one. Sounds like he's going to be back from injury uh, this week. So I think you're good to go ahead and plug and play him as well. He's top 12 as he's active and then uh my start a little bit deeper going to this well one more time we'll see how it goes I'm gonna play Evan Ingram uh a lot of guys banged up still in that Giants wide receiver core no Saquon Barkley again this week going up against Kansas City Kansas City's defense is obviously horrible uh we know that that offense is gonna pick it back up and it's gonna be a beat down for the Giants I think these guys will be playing from behind game script should lead to Ingram having a pretty decent day. I believe he had 6 catches last week, so it was a good number. He just not put up any yardage with it. So hopefully that'll take a that next little jump. He is tight end 12 for me this week, so I'd go ahead and roll him over like Jared Cook, Tyler Conklin, um Gerald Everett. Uh I'm playing him over Ricky Seals-Jones this week. That one's close. Um but Evan Ingram, all right, fingers crossed. We got this guys. Hopefully, hopefully. Um Start of the week, uh, now Dallas, he's been on a freaking roll, man. He gave us uh, he gave us Schultz a few weeks back before the huge breakout, and he went off. He gave us Uzama last week. Dude went out balling on his three targets, caught two touchdowns, 90-plus yards, something crazy like that. It was awesome. Dallas gave me his start of the week at tight end. He's going with Dan Arnold. Uh, Jags are coming back off the bye. Arnold's been with the team for a few weeks. He's seen some opportunities, uh, but coming back off the bye gets Seattle. It's going to be on the road. Uh, but, uh, Dan Arnold, who is consensus tight end 19 for Dallas. And I, and I like the call, um, I'd play him over. I would play him over to like Jared Cook as an example, or Conklin, Gerald Everett, some of the guys I mentioned before, I played him over John who, uh, who had a decent week last week. Finally, but then kind of got nicked up. Um, I play him over OJ Howard or Cameron Bray if Gronk was out. Um, so obviously we're talking a little bit low end there, but, uh, yeah, he's going with Dan Arnold. So hopefully he can sprinkle some of that Dallas tight end magic on him. Uh, and feel good about it my set of the week at tight end uh i'm g- i'm gonna sit mo cox uh, i feel like when you look at he, sk- he hit the end zone last week that's great he's still not necessarily he's not playing full time he's not seeing the full complement of targets uh so i'm gonna try to steer clear of him like uzama as an example he's been on he's been a touchdown machine and i'm still worried about him as well but with Moali cox like how many times can we put through this uh, and feel like that he should be somebody that we're going to be rolling out there. So again, he's ranked pretty low. Um, I have co-sits. Mo Cox is one of those. I've seen a lot of hype on him, but I just think you need more targets. And the other guy for me that I'm trying to steer clear of is Jared Cook. Um, he's kind of been a tight end, a touchdown or bust tight end, um, which is obviously difficult for fantasy owners because you're dealing with this guy that is it's all or nothing. So and he Jared Cook right now consensus tight end 14. Um, I think we've got some good options with. Uh, the rebirth of Zach it's going tonight. RSJ, Uzama, um, and hopefully have an Ingram, Grant coming back. So hopefully the tight end group's getting a little bit more. Um, is coming back together. Sounds like we're going to have George Kittle back next week as well for the 49ers, which is going to be awesome. Uh, and hopefully Darren Waller, you know, back at full strength coming off the bye. So the tight end group is looking pretty decent this year. Uh, you know, I do think there's probably about 10, 10 to maybe 11 guys, maybe 12 that when everyone's healthy and no one's on by, it's, you know, it's been relatively solid this year. Um, I'm, you know, guys like Schultz, obviously Knox is going to be out this week. Um, but Gronk's obviously been really good when he's out there. Um, so we've seen some breakout performances. Gasicki's another one. So, uh, this tight end group overall, I kind of joke about how it's hard to do starts and sits because I think there's really, you know, there's 10 to 12 guys that you feel really good about and the rest of them you really don't like. Uh, so it's tough to come up with sit sometimes when you know you're just sitting these guys every single week. So, um, I'll hang out here just for another couple of minutes. If everybody in the chat has any more questions, feel free to drop them in there. Otherwise, just last couple of plugs again, rate and review. I've uh, had some good five star ratings this year on the Dynasty Warzone feed on Apple Podcasts, which is super appreciated. Uh, boys, all of us have been working really hard putting out great content. Uh, pretty much every single day on this feed. So any if you haven't already rate and reviewed the show, definitely do that. Uh, and again, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Turn those notifications on. That way you get alerted. In case, you know, I got to move up the recording. If I got to go live a little bit earlier, I did today. So I apologize for that. Um, but uh, if it's turned on, that way you can jump right in, hang out. Uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And that way too, you're getting all the content, and cl- uh, you know, over on YouTube as well. Like I mentioned, with waiver wire sniping dropping on Saturday, so I think that's about it. So that's going to wrap it up here. Just 20 minutes today. Dallas should be back next week, hopefully. So appreciate you guys checking out today's show. If you're listening on Friday, hopefully Thursday night football goes well for you guys, or you've had some success there. And uh, and oh, we got one here. We go. Ace is back. Uh, he the mayonnaise bowl. This is this is the hard hitting analysis you guys come here for. The mayonnaise bowl. Hellman's or Duke's who you got? I mean, come on. This is, this is a no contest here. Uh, there's only one right answer and it's Duke's mayonnaise. And if you know, you know, uh, Duke's mayonnaise, the vacation mayonnaise, that's, that's what you want. That's what you want in your life. If you don't know what Duke's mayonnaise is, you probably live up North. Like myself. Didn't know what Duke's mayonnaise was head down South. It's a shit. You need Duke's mayonnaise. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at comment If you know what I'm talking about, that way we can all reminisce about how good Duke's mayonnaise is. Uh, Sorry, Dale Jr. Hellman's no thank you, bro. Dukes for life. All right, I'll be back here next Saturday. I'll be here on Saturday morning, YouTube only, waiver wire sniping. Appreciate you guys checking out today's podcast. Good luck tonight. Catch you boys later. See ya.